0: Welcome to Splatter Chatter, where October never dies. I am Miss Melboy. I am Mister Craigers. and we've been away for a bit. Some things have
1: happened. Some things have happened. Um, we do apologize, yeah. but it is—it was things out of um, all the controls. our control.
0: Not even Justin Trudeau could uh, could save me from the might of the bedbugs, which I think we might have mentioned last last episode. Uh, it has think- escalated, kids. Um, it
1: escalated. Do well, you, uh, do you want to give a little update yeah, to the listeners? So,
0: uh, <laughs> basically I hightailed it out of my apartment, uh, and I'm back in the States for a bit. Um, and this is on a bit, hopefully we'll see what happens down the road. Um, but right now, yes, I am very unfortunately back <laughs> at where I started from. Um, with on some a temporary new, basis. On a temporary basis with some new bed bug bites, but they're gone. But no bed bugs. No bed bugs. I dried my clothes about three times. Um, I'm taking the only things I didn't dry, which is all my coats, to the dry cleaner tomorrow. They are in a like airtight sealed bag right now. <laughs> um, so I'm excited at least to finally be able to get some actual sleep because I've been sleeping on my couch with a MacGyver door to keep the bed bugs out and before I did that I was sleeping on like the foam in like the the foam core of my mattress a a pillow without a case and a sheet and that was literally all I was sleeping like that's how I was sleeping that's how I was not sleeping um so we're back for like a cave person yeah no like literally like that's my existence was like my existence was futile um (laughs) My existence was, like, not an existence. Um, so back in the good old land of Kafifi uh, for a bit. Um, but,
1: yeah, we Kobe had... Komi and Kafifi. Come, who was a giant. So big. That man is huge. He might actually be the giant he from the be, Black Lodge.
0: He's the giant from the Black Lodge. He's here, he's here to tell us the wisdom and yeah. the truth of things.
1: Um, he came to the hearing. He let all of us know that we need to find Richard and Linda.
0: Richard and Linda, which I suppose that can be. So first of all, this episode is one we've been kicking around for a while. We just didn't emotionally, schedulely, what have you, get around to it. Um, basically, it's going to be our our summer preview. I guess I don't know what to call it. It's basically us um, yeah. listing off all the the great. I because personally for me, I find summer to be an excellent season for horror. Like I really get into horror things in the summer, like for whatever reason. Um I think it's like
1: you feel the build up to fall, right? Yeah. Because you, you know? know
0: it's coming. Like you see the cornfields, they're starting to grow, like everything
1: Yeah. And happening. like and there's and I, I also feel like I have a lot of like um summer horror movies that are like staples mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Like I'm always watching Jaws around the 4th of July Mm -hmm. because that's when it takes place. And like, I usually pop in a couple the Friday the 13th because they're at a summer camp. So like, it's just sort of a natural time for horror in a way like of certain themes.
0: Yes. Um, Yeah. Like there's just this weird sort of vibe I get in the summer. And I think it's partially because where I grew up, I kind of grew up in a, in a somewhat rural suburb of Philadelphia so I'm surrounded by farms. I'm surrounded by old buildings. So in my mind, it's like exploration and like attacked yeah. by the chainsaw murderer time. Like it doesn't always yes. happen in October. Oh,
1: yeah. Texas Chainsaw. Another the yeah. movie. It takes place in August. Yeah. You feel the heat. It's like. Yeah. No,
0: literally yeah. like there's and there's a few like that we're going to talk about that are literally like go to like summer, summer horror films for me. But before we get into that, um, horror Horror news, horror highlights, what do we call it? Horror headlines. Horror headlines. We, <laughs> <I've been laughs> this out of is the it, podcast kids.
1: where we don't remember the names of our um, own segments.
0: Big thing for me, I guess, is just, and probably for you too, is um, Twin Peaks has been happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's been going well. Jim, right it has. You um, guys have five
1: episodes so far.
0: Five episodes so as far. Of this if you guys are watching and have theories and want to share them with us, we will talk to you for hours on any social media you want. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's been it's been doing it's been doing, kids. Um,
1: the mummy came out. The mummy was released today. It sucked. (laughs) I didn't see it, but I know it sucked. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. And I don't like no, no, thank Uh you. If you're not going, I'm like I don't like just defeat the mummy with Scientology. Like I don't. I, I don't know how that's gonna end because
0: up. i think everything he does in life like has to go back to scientology i think that's one of the does rules does he send the mummy
1: to like one of those work farms where they like hold people prisoner basically? he's like you
0: have to pay us two thousand dollars to get the workbook for the next course level in for the next yeah
1: so that we can you know clear your satan and she did she, she her response is literally that thing where her eyes split into two in the trailer <laughs> They show that in the trailer, like, five times, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. Her eyes do weird things. Her eyes do weird things because she's a mummy. Because she's Thank a you. mummy. It's strange.
0: Yeah, it's like, I get it. Like, the reboot idea for, like, the, like, I, in theory, love the idea of rebooting the Universal Monsters because that's such, like, a campy, cliche, like, great horror genre. The way they're, they're, they're going like, about they're, it is so they're stupid, They're, like, the
1: great grandfathers yeah. and grandmothers, right? They're, yeah. like... Yeah, that's where it all started, basically, for horror cinema. So it's like, yeah, let's see them like get updated. Let's see them be made badass. Shared universe, all that stuff. But this is probably not the one they should. It's have started. literally
0: all the things that you wanted out of it, right? So it's like shared universe, like slightly newer scares, homage to the original, like remaking the campy sort of horror stuff. None of that happens. Like I saw Dracula Untold because I was like, all right. I'm willing to like get on board with the idea of you doing this concept of merging historical Dracula with like the myth of Dracula right right was not done well at all, none of it was done well,
1: yeah. and
0: it was like you're remaking Dracula and like that's your like i that was not a
1: no no that was not a thing
0: that was not a thing um and you know it's like I just and like, the tone they were going for, I guess, maybe with, like, with the, like, the slopes in Transylvania and all that stuff, like, none of it, like, translated um, in any sort of fashion. This, it's like, all right, they're trying to make the mummy actually scary, and the point is, like, the mummy's not, like, it's Brent, not, like, like, super
1: scary. It's fun. Yeah, it should be fun. No, it should be fun. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if Brendan Fraser isn't involved, I don't really want...
0: Somebody should just bring well, him his damn cup of coffee.
1: God, um, yeah. Or no. possibly covfefe? Did you see that meme with Dale? <laughs> Where he's um, supposed to bring it in the kitchen it says, covfefe! Um,
0: there was a bunch of, like, throughout Toronto, like, everyone was gunning to be the first person coffee shop to put on their chalkboard outside. We have the best covfefe in Toronto. Oh, I, <laughs> I was like, I which one of you? You're all liars. You all mm-hmm. can't have the best
1: covfefe. You can't um, it's statistically impossible,
0: so yeah, the mummy came out, um talk of it comes at night being that also came out yeah, today. uh it was all the preview stuff I mean there's meant to be making a big deal about it. I haven't paid too much attention to it though
1: i th- I would like to see it, I think it looks good mm. um, uh a twenty four did it which yeah. is the studio that also did the witch and green room. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and also, oh. and also moonlight actually. All good films. Um, all good. films. All, yeah. All really good films. And in terms of their horror, they've kind of been building this sort of repertoire of like things that are very like cerebral and mm-hmm. unnerving. So I like that trend. Um, and it looks like they're going they're trying to continue that with this one. Um, it looks like vaguely like supernatural slasher combo. Sort of, I don't yeah. know what I'm going for, but um, I've also seen that it's it's getting mixed reviews. But here's the thing: when it comes to like horror critics, most of them don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So
0: <clears throat> no, and well, I feel that way about movie critics a lot in general.
1: See, like, that's that is my general rule, and and I've said this for a while now. Yeah, and movie I was like, critics are almost always wrong, but people listen to them anyway. Theater critics are almost always mm. right and no one listens to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Movie critics, like, that's <laughs> such an ego thing at that point, right? Because it's like, right. somebody's right. listening to me, so I'm going to talk. Like, some of them, like, yes, like, people have their critics, like, at this point where they're like, you know, their YouTube people, their podcasts, what have you, where it's like, all right, I'm going to listen to this person. They haven't let me down so far. But people who write columns for, like, the New York Times and that sort of thing, it's like, I take those with a massive grain of salt
1: yeah that's exactly um, and right.
0: especially in horror because that is such a hard genre to review because it is like you know as you know from our many many episodes like it's cliche it makes fun of itself it's scary it's nuanced it's like all these things at once so you have to like really it's just so
1: complicated just be willing to to embrace all that and I guess when I say like I don't like what what did I say that I don't like trust movie critics or whatever, when it comes to horror, I'm thinking of those like general movie critics, right? Yeah. Like for blogs or sites or magazines or what have you that they're reviewing everything across genres. If there's, you know, if you're a blog or a site or a podcast or something who specifically looks at horror, I'm going to trust your review yeah. more. I'm just thinking of, like, the general idea of the movie critic when reviewing yeah. a horror movie. I usually don't really care what they have to say. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, and it's like, you know, like, it, critics have panned even things that are considered, like, the greats among horror. They're like, oh, as a film, it sucks. And it's like, that's not, you're not looking at it correctly. Like,
1: Right. It's because... Yeah. Yeah, because what horror films are trying to accomplish and the way they try to accomplish things are very, very different mm-hmm. from pretty much every other genre out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, none, so. no, no, no. Um, yeah. So I think that's uh, it for, do you have any horror, more horror headlines?
1: Only something I just saw like earlier today was that um, Amityville, The Awakening, Oh. The like whatever it is, like I the yes is it finally happening? Contract? Yes. No, it's been delayed again. Oh, that's um, yeah. okay. So this and which is the sixth time that they've pushed it back. The film was completed in twenty twelve, um, and it's and it's been delayed for the past five years. And um, that's not even
0: the, development hell. That's just like nobody wants to distribute. It.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. it's in a vault. That's somewhere. Right.
0: that happened yeah. to Cabin in the Woods. Because um, that was actually filmed, like, because that came out well after, like, the Avengers came out or something, but, like, it was filmed way before, before even Thor happened because Joss Whedon suggested him for the part of Thor, like, while Based filming on... this movie with yeah. him, Like, that's how badly it was delayed in being released.
1: Um, it was, really delayed. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Emilyville's been delayed for the sixth time. Um, this is the second time that they've delayed it, like, after they had already, like, put out, like, promotional stuff, like, posters and teasers and stuff or whatever, right. so it's really not good, like, you're really not supposed to do that in terms of a, uh, right. from a production standpoint. Yeah. But,
0: and, um, you know, the general idea is you've picked a, you pick a a release date, you, your release date.
1: Um, release date, yeah.
0: Sometimes That's they right. do get pushed back, but usually that happens during production. Right? Or, like, in right. post production, they're like, we're going to need more time. Because they or, know that they need more time. Yeah, or what have you. Um, so, this is like a mess. It's a mess. As uh, Amityville, The Awakening should be. As it should be. I mean,
1: <sighs> there have been like some conflicting reports saying that it at one point it was solid. But I think with all of the reshooting and the editing and anything that's mm-hmm. causing all of this delay, I can't imagine that it would be solid. At yeah, this no, point. if it
0: was solid, like, Whatever. it's no longer. If it
1: was, it's no longer. Yeah. Um. So this this delay, which I don't think, like, it was supposed to come out at the end of this month. They just pushed it back. I don't think they gave a specific date. Um, I'm wondering if it, if it's just going to die. And I'm wondering if that's for the best. Yeah. Yeah. direct a video that shit. Why not, um, right? They did it with, like, the last good chunk of Amityville. Yeah. TVs. why not do it with That's this what
0: Trigger Treat did. It was supposed to come out in theaters, and it, it switched over to Ooh. direct-to-video. Yeah, that's right. So. you yeah, now. All right. Um, so you- yeah, so I think that's all for horror headlines.
1: That's off of horror headlines,
0: and not much has happened in the many weeks that we've been absent. So that's
1: good. Yeah, it's been a little quiet. I've seen some sort of this little is, chatter here and there. But this is somewhat crazy. a dead time
0: though, because when I feel like when horror films come out in the summer, they either come out around Fourth of July because they're somehow Fourth of July themed, or they come out in August. Yeah. Um. So this is this this is par for the course. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Sweet. So. Um summer horror. So like we were we were saying, summer is like the time to get into it, kids. Um I just get really I don't know, I just get really excited. I was like, yeah, horror movies, like scary things. Like I want to go traipsing around that old weird house down the lane because it's summer and like <laughs> I've seen summer. other kids do it in the films. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. Um I guess the best way to do it is to jump right in. I've got a couple movies a TV series and a couple books, cool that I would recommend. I don't know what you have. We probably have some of the same ones, but I think which is fine. The first one among the films that is always kind of like the summer horror flick. Well, okay, there's two that I think are the summer horror flick. First of that, one of them is Children of the Corn,
1: which I was going to mention that earlier, yeah. but I thought,
0: yeah, well, yeah, we so, were gonna we were gonna bring it up. Yeah, so that one. For me, I always watch it at the beginning of every summer because it takes place at the beginning of summer. Um, Yeah. You know, it takes place right after this guy gets out of med school. Um, He's about to be a doctor. He was going to be a doctor. And uh, basically what ends up happening is um, Sarah Connor and her boyfriend um, are traveling. They're going to California, I think, right? Is what it yes. is? Um, it's, okay. first of all, it was a... Everyone's s-
1: always going to California, why not?
0: Yeah. First of all, uh, circling back, it was a short story by Stephen King before it was a movie. Because, yeah. of course, it was. And this is such a Stephen King plot. It's, like, you can look at any horror and be like, Stephen King, or that, like, no. Like, very specifically, this this plot is a very Stephen King story. King story. Yeah, um but basically, this this um, Sarah Sarah Connor and her boyfriend are traveling to California from what I assume is the East Coast. It's like a cross country trip. Um, he's just finished probably med Maine, probably literally. Honestly, I guarantee you it's Maine. Um, but um, so they're traveling cross country because he's got a residency now that he's done med school in California, and they're like moving out there together to like start their doctor in California lives. Um, And basically, because they're on a road trip, they're like, let's take the scenic route. Um, And they end up in this town of Gatlin, Nebraska, which is kind of weird. Like, they come in and there's, like, nothing. There's nobody there. Um, It's like a ghost town. Like, the phone doesn't work in the diner. They can't find anybody. But eventually they find some kids and they follow them around. And what they eventually find is that, basically, the kids of the town... Formed their own religious cult and killed all the adults, like brutally massacred them and
1: one day, like right after church. They were like, "You're done." Um, right, like at the church picnic, you know. Yeah. Over, like, the, over the over um, the potato salad. The pulled pork is really good, Sally.
0: <laughs> Miss Sally. Um, and also,
1: <laughs> by the way, Miss Sally, stabbing the throat,
0: stabbing through. Um, and they follow. Um, these guys, Isaac and Malachi, are basically like the one and two of like this this group. Isaac's like, like- this big, you can't see me, but he's really small. Isaac's like <laughs> this tiny human being, and Malachi is like this giant, like seventeen year old kid, um, who's like basically the muscle to Isaac's like prophet right. messiah-ness. Um, And you find out all this like fucked up shit. Like when the kids turn eighteen, they sacrifice themselves because nobody's allowed to be an adult. Uh, and they worship this this being known as he who walks behind the rose, uh, which is this strange sort of demonic entity in the cornfields. And, like, basically, it's escape from Gatlin at this point. Yeah. Um, because they're adults, they're outsiders,
1: and the kids, like, are murder happy. Um, That's such a, like... Every time I watch Children of the Corn, I feel like I flip back and forth between who I hate more, mm. Malachi or Isaac, because like
0: yeah. Isaac for very, different, all, reasons. very right? different reasons, right? You know, like yeah.
1: he's like he's he's like that evil like reverend figure, yeah. and um, you know, it's like this is basically your fault. But Malachi is the one like with the bloodlust, yeah. and it's just like murder, sacrifice everybody and stuff for whatever. And then yeah, because that's yeah. what eventually
0: separates them. Because basically they have a falling yeah. out because Isaac wants to just kill or Malachi just wants to kill everybody, and Isaac says no, like. Because basically what ends up happening is these two kids who are, like, the good eggs. These two young yeah. kids. It's a brother and sister who, like, help hide um, Sarah Connor and her... Her name her real name is Vicky, but she's always Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor and her boyfriend, always. Bert, um, uh, like, hide them in their house to keep them away from Malachi and Isaac. And this girl, like, draws pictures, like, prophetic drawings. Like, she's, like, she can see the future. But drawing and coloring is forbidden. So where Malachi is concerned, he just, like, wants to, like, punish these kids because he's like, it's forbidden. And Isaac's like, no, like, she has a gift. Like, we can bend the rules if, like, he who wills the things wills it. Like, he says very didactic, like, fire and brimstone stuff. But he basically, his mentality is, like, there's gray areas so long as it serves, like, the greater good of the religion. Whereas Malachi just wants to, like, Black and white. Like if somebody breaks the rules, he just wants to be the one who like breaks their face. Um, essentially,
1: yeah. Um, they're they're and and that's why like that's what makes them such a good team, right? And what's what's so interesting about it is you know like yeah, it's not like one villain. You know, it's this team and it's leading this like horde of of, like brainwashed children and stuff or whatever. This is like this is this is like one of the better creepy kid. Yeah. horror movies out there um, which kind of makes it a classic in its own right just because of that because um, it's, it's pretty terrifying it is especially
0: at the end basically they all turn on because they're scared of Malachi because he's huge so you yeah. know when Malachi and Isaac kind of come to like an irrevocable fork of the road um, basically the town sides with Isaac because he scares them he's big He's he's burly um so they decide that they're going to Malachi. We said with Malachi. I think I might have said Isaac. Um
1: I think but it's okay. Um they we, 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 follow. we follow. We're, we're following.
0: Smart. Um they decide to sacrifice Isaac to He Who Walks Behind the Rose along with Vicky, um basically. And it's a horrifying scene where they tie them both up on these crucifixes made of like corn. And, like, this demon thing is appearing. Like, it's real. Like, it's this storm happening over the um, the cornfields. And it's just, like, the entire climax of this movie is horrifying. On top of the fact that there's kids running around who will, like, snipe you with their slingshots. But then also stab you in the face with, like, a machete. Um, yeah. There's a couple levels of creepy in this. Because you've got, like, the demonic supernatural entity. But you've also got the the literal just savage like, post-apocalyptic murdering.
1: Yeah. And and there's other like, there's lots of layers like, of different kinds of tension, right? Like, it's obvious the, like, you know, like the, um the Linda Hamilton character, what's her what is the character's name you said? I can't remember. Uh, Vicky? Vicky. Vicky. Vicky and, um Bert Bert, is Bert the boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, like there's so there's the tension of them like being put through like the ringer, right? All these like bloody trials to try and stay alive and stuff or whatever. But then there's also the tension of these two adults wanting to save these children, mm-hmm. and like being reluctant to fight back, which is always like great and creepy kid films and stuff or whatever. Because it's like it's a, it's a kid, it's a yeah. child. Like what are you gonna smack it in the face with a you know? Two by four, yes, is always the answer. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> I don't you know, care how small it is. That's a that's a really hard instinct to overcome. And like I love that this movie this movie does a really good job of playing with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because like Bert will get into these physical fights with these kids and like Bert is the one who kind of like gets over his reservation very quickly about like attacking mm-hmm. these kids for self defense whereas Vicky's like obviously cuz she's the woman and she's maternal and blah 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 is the one yeah. who's like yeah
1: it's a little sexist yeah is the one kind who's kind of like, how they do the, the the duality between the two of yeah. them whatever
0: yeah like Bert's ready to like cut a bitch and Vicky's like no they're kids Bert um so, yeah, like, there's so much tension, like, in that between, like, within, like, the faction. And there's that chick, too. There's, like, even a third chick who's, like, kind of, like, Malachi's second. So it's, like, she's a person who, like, kind of orders people around and is, like, Malachi, like, loyal to Malachi yes. but not to Isaac. And it's, like, this weird just, like, it's, like, you want the miniseries but you also don't want to see any more of this ever again. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. Which you totally could because there's a whole slew of sequels that followed. Oh my god! The original. There's like fourteen um, sequels. There's a lot in the series. I, I, I think I've seen the first. I know I've seen at least six of them, because the, the sixth one is Children of the Corn Six Six Six, and I was like, okay. And there's talks uh, of remaking it too. And I think there's, I think there's a there's. At least a couple more after that, to be honest with you, that I haven't seen.
0: There was meant to be a remake on Sci-Fi, but I don't know if it ever happened. Um.
1: Well, there's, yeah. I think it did? Question mark. Well, one one of them, I think they tried to do like a soft reboot. Yeah. And um, and I've heard talks of them do, doing another one still. I don't. I don't even. Know. Yeah. That's a lot. So, but I think after maybe even after the first one, possibly the second one was a release in theaters, but every other one was direct-to-video. Yeah, to video. after that it was direct-to-video,
0: and it went on to like the mid '90s.
1: Yeah, like these movies. Which is like, it's kind of like it's of what all it was like, It's like what all the slashers were doing, right? Like that's when they petered out, mm-hmm. like Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. and Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween, yeah. and Child's Play. Mid '90s the- was kind of the time for that stuff. Mid '90s, yeah. And then there's that thing, like, you know, in the late 2000s, like, starting with, um, you know, like, the Halo- Rob Zombie Halloween remake, they started, like, re- remaking and rebooting yeah. all the franchises. Yeah. So That's
0: a thing. Um, yeah. Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn. Always a go-to which, for me. And it does usually end up playing at some point during the summer as well. Um, it is also a staple of October. Anyone's kind of October, like AMC and sci-fi, like always play in October as well. But yeah. it is a very similar movie. It takes place at the beginning of summer. It takes place, you know, in a deserted town.
1: It's like literally everything I want out of my summer. I know. Um, And if you're a, like... Diehard Stephen King fan, actually. Um, there's really interesting connections in Children of the Corn to The Stand and, um, by extension, to The Dark Tower. Ooh. Finding out what exactly He Who Walks Behind the Rose is. <gasps> actually, the connection to The Dark Tower. Craig and I
0: are both reading The Dark Tower. He's, like, ahead of me right now. I'm yeah. on the third book. He's on the fourth? Or the fifth? Or the I'm on the book.
1: book four and a half.
0: Book four
1: and a half. I okay. do win through the keyhole, which okay. is not part of the main series, but it takes place between book four and book five.
0: Okay. So Yeah. So Exchange Stuff Kids, yeah. So yeah. that's my first uh contribution to it's
1: good choice. To horror good choice. The horror for summer. I I honest let me yeah, I yeah, I was gonna mention that, but I thought <laughs> it was gonna come up. So um in terms of other things I was going to mention but decided not to. Mm-hmm. Oh, literally, because we talk about it so much, and we literally have special episodes dedicated to it Friday the 13th. Yeah, that was the other one that was like, that's the huge staple summer horror flick. It's huge, big summer horror flick. But I decided instead of talking about that, that is something I I always watch in the summer, as well as anytime it takes place in a
0: summer camp. You have to.
1: You have to, but there are also a lot of other really good summer camp based horror movies out there. Mm-hmm. So I did want to mention two of those. Okay. Um, one of them being um, 1981's The Burning. Okay. Which is um, really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, um, it also, so it also takes place at the summer camp. We have this caretaker, Cropsy. No connection to the legend.
0: I was gonna say there's no <laughs> way you can
1: there's no way you can claim no connection to the legend if it's a summer camp. I mean connection to the legend, but like we'll go into the legend. We'll circle you know. back to Cropsy in a bit circle back for to those me.
0: of you that don't know the Cropsy legend.
1: So um so he gets severely burned in this prank one year at the camp that, like, goes tragically wrong. And he, you know, he goes away for years for all this intensive treatment at the hospital. And then he is released back into society. But because of, like, the trauma that he experienced, now he's, like, gone, like, full psychopath. So he returns to his old stomping grounds. And then, you know, it's just, like, bloody killing spree, mayhem. play this
0: movie a lot on Chiller.
1: Do they? Yeah, I've seen it a couple times on
0: Chiller. Like, not seen it on Chiller, but, like, flipped through and seen that it was playing on Chiller.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's very much one of those... I mean, like, you know, Friday the 13th was 1980. The Burning came out in 1981. It it was going for that, Mm -hmm. but it is definitely one of the better... Um imitations of that. Okay. And there's a really good cast. Um, Jason Alexander is in it. Yeah. I mean, Jason Alexander. Um, and he's really funny. Who'd have thought? And, uh, if you're... If you love your horror movies from like the late 70s and the early 80s or just your pop culture from that time, um, you'll also enjoy the fact that Holly Hunter and Fisher Stevens are in the movie. Yeah. But um, anyway, so... And it's just fun, you know, I mean, Cropsy isn't, like, crazy developed. You get, like, the only backstory you get is that, hey, he was burned and now he's pissed about it. But that's all you need.
0: Which is, you know, the plot of Friday the 13th.
1: Yeah, basically, before, you know, all this, like, crazy stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. And um, it's fun. The kills are really, really brutal. There's lots of fun stuff. There's lot, There's this <clears throat> whole, like, really tense sequence where some of the counselors... And, um, Jason Alexander is one of them. He like takes the kids out on this like rafting trip or whatever. And they realize oh. something terrible is happening and they're trying to get back. And it's, I don't know, it's good. It has good music. Um, and it just, it captures that very romantic summery summer. Mm-hmm. I was a camp. I was a camp kid. I went, <laughs> That's, camp. you know what? I knew that I think. Yeah, like for like five or six years in a row in my youth for like, you know, one week every summer and stuff or whatever. So camp movies and specifically horror camp movies, I like I have a very special place in my heart for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Burning is is one of my favorites. Um, there's just, it's just, re- it's just, it's really fun. It's, and it's honestly, it's, it's really well done. So I nice. recommend it, yeah for those of you that haven't seen it because it is a bit lesser known if you're just sort of a you know if you're not us
0: (laughs) if you don't constantly like religiously check what's playing i have chillers like weekly breakdown to a science like i know like mondays are this tuesdays are this wednesdays are this like i know like the daytime it's like all right i'm gonna be watching like outer limits forever i'm gonna be watching the twilight
1: (laughs) zone forever which is a great way to spend your eternity.
0: It is. It's great, especially because one time I turned it on and I just happened to stumble upon the Twilight Zone episode that had Morgan Freeman in like his first ever acting role. Oh, mode. nice! So it was good.
1: Um, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, and then I also just wanted to do. Yeah, go for sorry it. Sorry to technically be going twice. No, do it. Um, for camp-based horror, uh, the Sleepaway Camp mm-hmm. series um, um mm. yeah
0: also sleepaway kind of camp in-
1: three <laughs> sleepaway camp three um teenage wasteland i believe is the third one. Oh no wait is that the second one uh, no it's, it's the third one it's the third think. one it's the third one um they make friendship bracelets yeah also in that thing like you know it was like early to mid 80s these movies were coming out in imitation of friday the 13th and stuff or whatever um Sleepaway Camp is is in that category of the burning. It's one of the better ones. It has a huge cult following of people really dedicated to this franchise. Um, and one of the best endings, the ending to the original is one of the best endings in horror. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we follow the, you know, it's about, it's about this young girl, Angela Baker, very shy. Um, she goes to summer camp with her cousin and um you know shortly after they get to camp very sinister things start happening and it's like what's going on and stuff or whatever and and um it's uh it's a peculiar movie at certain points like the weird flashback sequences and you're trying to figure out like what is going on here um what's what's uh what's up with Angela is she okay You okay, um, Angela? Everything all right, there, Ange? Um, But it was also, and it was, it's also like really, it's, it's dark in a lot of ways. Um, Like weird subjects come up that didn't normally come up in the eighties, and can even be uncomfortable. Kind of now, like um, kids having sex or doing Mm. drugs. There's a, there's a pedophilia story time. Um, uh, yeah, there's like a, very much like a questionable, um, January, December romance, which is probably not legal. And, uh, yeah. And, and then I didn't mean to laugh, but like also- No, I mean like, to laugh. Yeah. And there's like, um, you know- Pushing the limit, nudity at the time, like there's male nudity and there's nudity of like barely legal kids and stuff or whatever. It's so,
0: like um, in that Family Guy bit when he's like, "Oh, they're young, they're young, we should go." Uh, they young, they young,
1: wow, wow, they are young. Yeah, that's kind of a little bit what what goes on here. And um, but it's 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 interesting and um, it's that it's really you know, hard to talk about revealing the ending and talking about that in context of the movie but and it's like it's ballsy to do that but it's also like not
0: necessary but it's like you think about it it's like okay every time you see summer camp films it's generally like we have you know we're focusing on the counselors because they're the only ones old enough to get up to this taboo stuff like socially legally old enough to get up to this taboo stuff that we see but it's like you know if you're mentally and emotionally prepared to like look at some of that stuff, like these are things that do happen at summer camp with younger younger teens and that sort of thing yeah. um and that is like a thing in horror is kind of looking at the parts of life in society that people don't want to talk about for various reasons um oh yeah, and you know it's, it's very like, much like that, and you know it's like entering that and knowing like okay, like this is what I'm watching um and re- responding to it in the proper way, you know it's like. You know, just be prepared for things like that. Yeah.
1: Um, it's yeah. Yeah, because there there's a lot of uncomfortable things that happen. I mean, they broach the subject of like bullying and, and how mean children can be to other children. Um, very like very cruel and, and that's mm-hmm. always been something that even now like no one likes to talk about. We're we're talking about it more, I think. Um, like bullying between minors. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's, it's, it can be nasty, and it can be very mean-spirited, but um, in a way, it's almost kind of like Carrie, although it doesn't quite have like the sense of tragedy that you get yeah, interesting. with Carrie. But because um, you feel, because in Carrie, you're, you, you're meant to feel sorry for the victims and mm-hmm. the killer, that being Carrie. Yeah, but, because she kills everyone, whether or not she kills everybody. Yeah. But um, you don't hate her at the end, even though
0: you're like, I she, feel she a little turns vindicated. into our,
1: our villain. Um, but this Sleepaway Camp is very, very different. The sequel's up the camp factor. They're like they're There's kind of friendship like friendship bracelets in the second. There one. are friendship <sighs> bracelets. There's like um the song that uh, <laughs> they sing that Angela sings and, and um she has like the flashback. I love that. I can't remember the song, but that's like my favorite thing from I think it's the second one, possibly the third one but um oh, and it's like it kind that's of that's like, what i think of oh, i'm sorry just like if someone's oh in no, like a good. horror camp like our camp in horror not meaning a literal camp but can't be camp i think you. of sleep the sleep away camp franchise
0: well and the thing is too it's like it kind of points out like sleep away camp's kind of a weird concept like yeah. you take the oh, summer yeah. and you send your kid to go be with other kids
1: of you know for, for, you're like, trusting your children to be taken care of by people who are Teenagers. Out of childhood themselves. Yeah. In like the cat skills or
0: something. Like the it it's very specifically has to be away from like the metropolitan area that they grew up in. And it's like, so for what what's the end game? Like what are you hoping like your kid gets out of this like log cabin wilderness experience? experience? That's something I never was a camp kid, so maybe it's like I don't know. But like that's the thing that always like boggled my mind about sleepaway camps was like I never understood like Because, like, when my parents were, like, over the summer, they're, like, okay, you need to, we need to do something with you because you're a child and we can't, you're not at school, so we don't know what to do. I got sent to, like, day camp at, like, the YMCA, right? Like, I would just go to the YMCA every day. Um, That's sort of, like,
1: the other side of the coin, right? Yeah.
0: And that was me. So I was the kid who always was at the YMCA and, like, the biggest thing we did would be, like, we'd go to the water park or something. Meanwhile, like everyone else, it's like sleepaway camp for a month where you go into the woods
1: and it's like, why? <laughs> why? I know. See, now I'm like, I avoid the woods at all costs because I yeah, know better.
0: I know about I know about the woods. I saw Blair Witch. I saw The Witch. Like I That's right. I know what lurks there.
1: No, um, thank you.
0: But yeah, no, I think Sleepaway the entire franchise, more so than even Friday the thirteenth, definitely plays with like the weird shit that goes on in summer camps yes. and the disturbing parts of it and like kind of the parts of it that like you didn't realize before like just don't make sense
1: yeah no absolutely yeah um yeah and it does and it just does i mean a lot of cool it it, it gets weirdly political too especially Mm -hmm. the first one like um and sort of like depictions of um gender and mm-hmm. um sexuality that come up throughout the franchise and um
0: sexuality is a huge thing in camp narratives i've noticed
1: yeah and sleepaway camp does something that like no other camp movie if someone's coming deal. out it's probably at camp It's um, probably at camp that yeah. makes me think of um wet hot american summer you know, in my mind i knew you were gonna say that but i still reacted yeah and the the michael ian black and the bradley cooper characters yeah which they're um they're doing another netflix uh season
0: oh, which good. makes me really happy great
1: <laughs> um
0: but yeah the entire series be prepared for yeah. it but that entire series
1: I really like that series. Um, There's like the weird fourth one that, or uh, that no one has ever seen before the remake, because like, mm-hmm. it's not really like a full movie and like, you can't find it anywhere. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: Um, so we mentioned te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That one kind of goes without saying. Um, yeah. Friday the 13th. We've talked about it so much. We don't need to talk about it again. Um, for me, another one that's like so cliche, but I have to bring it up is I know what you did last summer. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, is it weird that I didn't even think of that?
0: I know, right? Well, because it's, it's like, it's it doesn't really take place. I guess it's like, basically, the long story short, these kids, um, Sarah Michelle Geller, Freddie Prince Jr., and like two of their friends, whose names I forget, um, basically, while at a beach party over the summer, hit this man. Like, it's basically like a hit and run situation. They were, like, drunk, and um, they decide to not tell anyone about it. They, like, you know, dispose of the evidence. They're like, we're just not going to tell anyone that we accidentally killed a person this summer, and it'll be fine, and basically they get hunted down by the man with the hook for the hand. So, like, Besides the fact that the title literally has summer in it, my thing with this is the urban legend, right? Like the hook-handed mm. man. Like to the me, yeah. urban legends are such like a summer thing because you tell these stories around summer campfires, or so I hear. Because I never went to, s- to
1: camp, <laughs> I can <sighs> confirm that we did.
0: But it's like you tell these urban legends, right? um Which reminds me, I have not forgotten that we're going to get back to Cropsy later. <sighs> Because that's the thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you we could these, do a whole
1: episode on that.
0: We could do I wrote a I one of my clients had me write a whole article on Cropsy. Cropsy. Which Cropsey. um
1: that's a really great documentary. Yeah, by the way.
0: Cropsey on Netflix. Also yeah. Killer Killer Legends, Legends.
1: Which is like By kind the of by the f- same team. Yeah,
0: it's kind of like the follow up.
1: Yeah. Check um, them both out. I love that documentary so much. Um, the segment on the poisoned Halloween candy is is horrifyingly so horrifying. So horrifyingly they show true. Like, the old footage and then the, like, those old commercials. And, and then stuff they go to the woman to be like,
0: did you know that this is yeah. your house is this? <laughs> That's right. Um, no, yeah. go watch those documentaries, both of them. Both of them were I award-winning remember. documentaries, by the way. Cropsey and Killer Legends. Um, great stuff. But, yeah. So, urban legends, folklore, what have you. You tell it around a campfire, right? So, like, the man with the hook for the hand. The oldest one in the book. Like yeah you it's in it's incredible um and it's great and there was also several sequels to this too because it was like i still know what you did last summer and then it's i will always know what you did last i will summer. always know <laughs> i don't think i've seen i will always know um this also is one of the movies that helped establish um sarah michelle geller as a screen queen which we mentioned yeah, and in...
1: um jennifer love hewitt yes both of them she is like she's like the good girl yeah and sarah michelle geller's the prom queen because she kind is. of yeah friend or whatever and um, Oh, yeah, and Freddie Prince Jr. And Ryan Philippi is the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Who was huge in the 90s. Um, but it's a good one. And reason. it's
0: kind of like a classic 90s teen slasher, um, no matter what. So yeah. for sure to check it out. Now that it's summer, like, you have to watch I Know What You Did Last Summer.
1: Because it's in the title, guys. <gasps> and it was written by Kevin Williamson. Yes. Who went on to write screen. Which is another about two one. two years later. Which is or another no, one. he and I had already written Scream, and it's, then wrote Scream Two.
0: Yeah, I was going to say this came after Scream. Um, yeah, which is another one on my list. I'm not going to talk about it because you talked about it a ton. But Scream, always a great thing to watch in the summer. It doesn't take place in the summer, but for whatever reason, to me, Scream is always a summer movie. Um, well, they live in
1: California, so it's yeah. nice out. Yeah, so. it's nice out. <laughs> it's like an undisclosed time of the year too, in like the school year. Yeah, they don't tell it. They don't give you any. Um, information to nail down when it occurs. But yeah, that's fine. We yeah. just know you it's assume
0: like early in the school year, but who knows? Um, yeah, but yeah, kids. The other couple that I have, I don't know if you have other movies. Um, um we might have the same ones. Some it's
1: It's totally possible. Um, I just have a couple that I wanted to be like this. Obviously, yeah, go for it. And then like um maybe one or two more. Um, Jaws. Yeah. Um, which we could probably do. I mean, no, like we could do a full episode on, um, obviously because it, there's so much to talk about and it's almost a perfect movie, but it takes place over the, you know, independence day weekend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It involves everything that my summers like always involved and stuff or whatever, like a trip to the beach. And it's very much like that family beach the version of you know american americana and stuff or whatever and if you grew up on the East coast and went to like ocean city or myrtle beach and stuff or whatever then like you get everything that jaws is going for yeah
0: no that was like i went to jersey shore as a kid and it was like i was never like sharks were never a big fear of mine I just generally didn't like going to the ocean because I didn't like not knowing what else was like chilling with me out there.
1: Um, I used to have this recurring nightmare that I would be in my pool. You okay, know, right? The pool, contain- scared me- the pool scared me more than the actual fucking ocean. <laughs> this is a true. I know this. A body of water in which you can see from end to end. And it's, it's crystal like, clear. It's crystal fucking clear.
0: Unlike the ocean. I've swam in your pool. Are you telling me there was a shark in your pool and you didn't tell me?
1: I'm telling you in my subconscious there was. <laughs> and it would be, I, so I would be like, I'd be in the pool above the water and it, it would be exactly as we just described it. And then I would go under the water and everything would be black. And it was suddenly like being in the open ocean. And then like, I would see the shark coming at me from the darkness like, out of the darkness coming towards me, and I, like, scrambled to get out of the pool. And I had this dream, like, like, clockwork, like, at the start of, I think, every summer, like, when we opened our pool or, like, you know, when, like, we went to, like, the Memorial Day picnic or something or whatever, like, as soon as summer started, like, this dream came back for years.
0: Unrelated, Craig and I now have a new short film in the works. <laughs> um. No, that was the thing. Is I do specifically remember I would go to like my aunt's pool and like I would be like a little bit freaked out about the idea of like a shark or a fish or something being in the pool. This was magnified when the fucking vacuum thing was going around in the pool. I would not swim in the pool if that sweeper thing was like doing its thing in the pool. Could not do you it. You didn't trust
1: it. You didn't want to turn I your didn't. back.
0: On. But that's the thing. Is like yes, the ocean freaks me out. I don't swim in the ocean. But I was more like oh you viscerally... don't? No, I'm not a I don't do that I will go you're to the not beach. A beach person I'll go, to the, go beach. to the beach I don't like sand all that much like Anakin Skywalker style I don't like sand um I will go to the beach though I am See, I so love down the beach. I am so down for the beach but the ocean kind of freaks me out um this all being said the pool I, I mean I won't freaks me go... out even more
1: <laughs> the pool freaks you out even more so like you're screwed either way I can't... I just
0: I'm not meant to be a swimmer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, here's what we do. When when we take our beach trip, you'll be like you'll be like the dad, right? Like you'll yeah. be grilling for everybody, <laughs> like on the beach
0: and like getting lunch ready. My hand
1: on my hip with the hot dogs and the burgers, and you'll have like one of those aprons that says "Kiss the Cook." Yeah, and I'll be oh, like, yeah. guys,
0: you want it? You gotta
1: gotta pay the toll, kids. And you'll and I'll be out there, and you'll be like, Craig, don't go that far out. Come come back in. <laughs> Which, regardless, I would probably have to tell you anyway because you're an adventurer. Yeah, and I love the beach. So, yeah, Craig's,
0: which, Craig is just a big a pool beach person no matter where he is. I love the water. If there's a pool, Craig is in it right Ooh, now. I was at the pool today. He was. He snapped me. Um, um, Yeah, water, I don't know. It's like a weird thing of me. I don't like open bodies of water. I There was a lake by my house in Arizona that we used to go to. Didn't like being in the water in the lake. I just don't like not yeah. knowing what's around me.
1: Um, what's that? That There's like a specific name for that fear. Not like the fear of the water, but the fear of what's in the water. Yeah. I'm Cause sure. like Because ah, like there's like an article, like a BuzzFeed style article that I see circulate every now and then. And it's like pictures that it's like, oh... These pictures are not great for people with, like, x phobia or whatever. And it's, like, it's basically those kinds of pictures that make you realize how huge the ocean is and, Mm -hmm. like, the kinds of things that live there. And, you know, it's always, like, oh, here's a human on a surfboard, like, from above. And here's this giant, like, you know, creature or something, like, next to them. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff or whatever.
0: You never know. And then you get pinched by a fucking crab and you're like, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Um, And I was, like, that's the least of my worries. The lobstrosities um yeah i don't do well with any sort of bodies of water even a pool like i will get freaked out um by the idea of a pool cuz like even though it's an enclosed body of like chlorinated water in my mind like there could be a shark there could be a squid yeah you hear you hear weird stories in the news about florida man
1: like <laughs> never go there so, unless you're going especially to especially because there
0: was a kid who literally was attacked by a shark in a river like, he was swimming in a river that was, like, brackish water, like, it was somewhat connected to a bay, and the shark had swam so far in, and he got attacked by a shark in a yeah. river. And
1: was like, well, and that's no. what they, that's what they based Jaws off of, right? That was based off of the stories from, like, it was, like, the 1920s of a shark that swam up a river somewhere in New Jersey. Yeah. And attacked and killed a bunch of, a bunch of people. In a river. And it was, like, and people were, like, oh... One, we're too north for sharks, great white sharks. And two, it's a fucking river. We're fine. No, you're actually not
0: fine. Yeah. So and don't that's, swim that's ever, scary thought.
1: Don't swim ever.
0: Listen, if people were meant to swim, we would have gills.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I tell you? <laughs> to... You would have been, so, not for not liking, like, open bodies of water, right? mm mm-hmm. um, I don't know if, so, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show. When I was in college, I did this program called Semester at Sea. <laughs> It was a study abroad the blanket. program where the blanket, the most comfy blanket I have. It was mine for a while. It was. And then I was like, bitch. Get back. <laughs> so it was this program where, um, you, you took classes on a ship. It was essentially a cruise ship. We weren't supposed to call it a cruise ship, but it was,
0: <laughs> you didn't tell me that part.
1: Yeah, no, it was. And it, um, and it sailed three, t- you know, it did three voyages a year. Um, spring, summer, and fall semesters, and I went for a summer semester, and we were concentrated in the Mediterranean, and we went to a bunch of countries around there, but we boarded in the Bahamas, and we got off in Boston, so we had to cross the Atlantic twice to Mm. get to the Mediterranean. Titanic style. To come back. Yes, Titanic style. And the one night, I think it was on the way back, there was a storm coming, and my friends and I like went out onto the deck. We didn't find out later that no one was supposed to be out on the decks because a storm was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but we were out there for a good while. The sky was purple, and just Mm-mm. as far as you could see was just black. This is how Atlantis like on. it was. Re- it's it was it's really unnerving. To look in any single direction there were, you didn't see another ship you didn't see island it, it's just water and like I love the water and to me I was like nope that's too much I'm gonna go back in my cabin <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot it makes you it 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 was creepy being out there and, and knowing that like that's all there is
0: no I've never been on the open sea the closest I got to that was my uncle made me go deep deep sea fishing but like deep sea fishing is oh, even no. that's not even that deep though like you're still Oh really? Yeah like you're far enough out that you're like it's it's deep but it's like you're not in like Mariana's trench or anything like you <laughs> can still see the shore you can see like like on the horizon like the shore is still there like you're not super far out but oh, you're far enough out that what you're catching is like you know like, some chick, like, caught a stingray. Like, it was funny watching it come up because she was right next to me and we just watched it, like... I was like, what the... Is that a piece of paper? And then it was like, a fucking stingray. <laughs> I was Damn. like, oh, that sucks. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go. That, that was, no, I was basically
1: saying. it. Um, I, was, I was snorkeling with my family once in Mexico. And... uh, <laughs> my, my mother loves snorkeling. She fucking, like... She fucking swears by it, man. Aww. And um we've done it a good t- couple of times now. Anytime we're on any sort of like tropical vacation in which snorkeling is a possibility, we she do it. Snorkels. Yeah, whether it's like right off the beach or whether it's they take you out in a boat and stuff or whatever. I snorkeled in Hawaii. Oh, nice. You I would love to do that. Um Yeah, one time they I can't remember where we were. I want to say it was off the coast of Jamaica they took us out um, we were over like a, um, a shipwreck like literally like, a oh that's shipwreck, so cool and we snorkeled that's there so it was really cool it was really cool and um, my mother is like way out beyond she's like at the edge of like she's the like gone full right whatever. and my sister and I are like there's fucking mom about to get like pulled under the boat and stuff or whatever they like called us in and stuff or whatever and she's like still out there but anyway one time we're snorkeling and my mother was off doing her thing. She always is just, like, out away from the group. She's like, that's where you see the good stuff. Well, the good stuff turned out to be this eel mm. that like, darted out of a cavern at her. And she, like, she like freaked out. She was like, Wah! Like, inhaled all this water. <laughs> like, bolted it as quick as she could, like, back towards the group and stuff or whatever. And um, at the time, where cool we had those, like, underwater cameras or whatever oh, and they, like, yeah. stuff or whatever yeah, and she plastic I was, had a picture cameras. of it as it was like coming for her and I was like oh my god so when you said like the stingray that's what I thought of Yeah,
0: I went uh, scuba diving in Hawaii as well I wasn't originally going to and then they were like somehow they swung it I don't know what it was but I remember we had to learn the that signs and we had to learn the signs for shark and that sort of thing so like to know like to be like be chill like he's chill yeah. it's a shark but he's chill but at one point they gave me the sign for sea turtle and pointed out into is that the, the... sign? yeah yeah. Amazing. the literal because that's what they do with their mouths you guys can't see anything. oh okay um, pointed out into like just past the reef where we were chilling into like the fucking depths of the open ocean because this is where you know like it dips off right and you're yes, in the ocean that's like
1: where my mother went that one time she was like on that dip we yeah. were like <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like he's pointing out there to tell us there's a sea turtle and i couldn't see it because it was like too f- far open ocean but i was like that was horrifying to me i don't do these she things because it. that's horrifying the fact that there's all with first of all the fact that we know this is totally off topic from where we started but the fact that we know oh. um we've spiraled we've spiraled We're like what does this have to do with horror? we movies. promised this wasn't going to be a long episode and it's going to be a live but um Yeah, so like, the fact that we knew more about the surface of the moon, the fucking moon, than we knew about the surface of of the ocean floor is horrifying to me. Also, I love that Huffington, I think it's Huffington Post, it's something that it sounds like it's the Onion, but it was a literal, like, headline where it literally says, um, so scientists found some new creepy stuff at the bottom of the ocean that better cut that shit out
1: real quick. Well did you see the thing like a while ago where they're like Oh, they found a lake at the bottom of the ocean. And you're like what? And you're like, Explain please. And it's like I don't know the science behind it, right? But yeah, it's like this like It's a pocket of Yeah, that's it's like Atlantis. Like, we have found it, Atlantis. Like but it is like a lake and stuff or whatever, and there's all these like um weird bones there.
0: You know, it's actually interesting. We were talking about this at my work um, where basically they have these cameras at different points as low as they can possibly go in the ocean. And they have the feeds live up on the internet to be like, if oh, you, wow. if, you say, if you see something, tell us. Because they just don't have enough people to watch the cameras constantly.
1: Like so, those feeds where you watch like yeah, eagles' nests and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah,
0: but it's like at the bottom of the ocean. So kids will be watching it and be like, what the f- that and like send it to like the research and just didn't be like um at exactly like you know and they give the time stamp they're like i saw something fucking weird you should you should look into that i now want to gouge my eyes out um but i remember um there's kind of where we would go um in new jersey there was a shipwreck like right off the shore like in like residential ocean new jersey it was like Mm. It was, like, a fairly modern-day shipwreck. Um, like, it was, like, something from, like, the 20th century. But, like, it was, like, back in the day before global warming, you could actually, like, kind of walk out to it and still be able to walk in the water oh, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, now, like, you kind of have to
1: really swim and they don't let you out there. But, like,
0: all oh, this ocean shit freaks me out. I
1: don't. It's do a scary it. place. But so, to me, it's fascinating.
0: Yeah. No, it's fascinating to me in a way that it's, like, I look at it and it scares me.
1: Like I yeah. can look at it and be like, "Oh, Wikipedia articles about these things that I'm not going <laughs> near. <laughs>
0: I'm on land."
1: I feel drawn to it. I feel like human beings. Craig like, is I feel, very I feel much like a drawn see... to the water.
0: Craig is very much a mermaid in his past life.
1: I'm a mermaid, um, but oh my it's, god! You guys didn't know that because you don't know what we look like. But I actually have a huge fishtail.
0: I've seen it. I can confirm. This all being fucking said. Um,
1: back to the topic at hand that is back to now that we've digressed and lost like 15 listeners 15 <laughs> listeners all 15
0: of Which our is probably all of our listeners 15 of our 17 listeners of our 17 because listeners. the other two are colleen um yes. and megan a couple other ones uh the hills have eyes <laughs> um is a good one it's about oh, a family a, a family on one. like kind of a road trip in their rv who end up in cannibal territory because of course they do um, Jeebers Creepers is another one. Um, that's one of those okay. movies that often comes across because like, 'cause people... they're on summer break. Yeah, they're on summer break. It's a brother and a sister like driving home from college on summer break who get fucked up by the creeper. Yeah. <laughs> the trapper creeper. Um yeah. And like that's one of those movies that people will say like the first half hour is the best part of it, and then the rest of it kind of falls I apart. Which is true about Jeepers Creepers. Like once, he fought, once he gets out once of the... Once you find the, out what he is. Yeah, once you find out what he is, it's, after that it's nothing. But it's a great setup, and it's a great summer setup. It's a
1: great opening. Um, it's, it's solid.
0: While we're still talking about visual uh, horror in that regard, Slasher, the TV series, I think is a really good summer TV series. They got renewed for a second season finally. Did they
1: sign it? Yes, yes, they're <gasps> filming it right now, I'm pretty sure. Which makes me so excited because the first season is so solid. Oh. Nobody watched it except us. Literally, I and the only reason I watched it is because I heard
0: Kate, I was like, Oh, Katie
1: McGrath's in horror, like
0: I'm gonna watch it. Um no, it's You'd so love great. Katie McGrath. She was not good in it though. She was not good in it. She is She's not, not good in it. Good. No, she's she not a good actress. I love her. She's she, very bad. She, she tries her stuff, but like you know, I'm, I'm very shallow in my in my love of Katie <laughs> McGrath. Um,
1: it's okay. She doesn't need to be talented. She, she's Katie McGrath. You're
0: talented. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm talented enough for the both of us. Um, That's right. No, she's, she's also in Supergirl, um, and then many of you probably know her from Merlin as well. She played Morgana. Um, Kay McGrath's in it, so... She has a
1: huge fan base from Merlin.
0: She does. That was, like, the only thing she was in for the longest time, and then everyone just kind of followed her forever. Um, and now that she's in Supergirl, like, the specific character she plays now has, like, its own huge fandom as well, so... She's doing good with the internet. Um... She's Irish. She does not hide it well at all when she tries to do American accents. Um, But basically... So this is a... It was... It's a Canadian web... It's a Canadian series. um, Or Canadian-American, I guess. I don't... I'm not sure, like, exactly how the distribution breaks down. But it was produced by a Canadian... um, Like, studio. Um, It was produced by Shaftesbury. Um, And basically, it's about this girl who with her he's her husband right there yeah they're married she she and her husband moved back to her like childhood hometown which is like this rural town small like kind of twin peaksy place um where basically on like the night of her birth her parents were brutally murdered by like this serial killer that they've dubbed um was it
1: the executioner
0: the executioner i went to say the phantom and i was like no that was the thing from um, that was the moonlight murder that was the moonlight murder that was like that was in the documentary killer legends um yes. yeah another so, great segment um this executioner guy murdered her parents the night she was born because her mother was still pregnant with her he like shot her mother and it was like an emergency c section or whatever and she was born so yep. her parents it were, was like, halloween night it was halloween night her parents were dead, like, when she was born, basically. So she's kind of got a weird reputation. She obviously, like, left the town as soon as she could to go to college, and, like, it's, like, implied that they were living in, like, New York or something, and they decide, for whatever fucking reason, to move back to her hometown into the house where her parents lived and were brutally murdered on the night of her birth, Halloween. Um, Mm -hmm. And this happens at the beginning of summer, right? And the entire series spans across summer until the finale takes place on Halloween night where it kind of all culminates but basically as these things go there's a copycat murderer um, somebody is is donning the executioner garb and, and delivering these punishments based on, on sins that this person thinks people have committed um, and that you learn from their backstories um, the actual executioner who murdered her parents is like still in jail and she kind of has a silence of the lambs relationship with him and some stuff is revealed there And it all, like, culminates on Halloween night after, like, this fucked-up summer of everyone dying in this tiny town um, where she basically, like, faces down, you know, like, the ghosts of her past and her parents' murderer and blah, blah, blah. Um, It's surprisingly solid for Chiller's first attempt at doing, like, a scripted original drama.
1: It's very solid. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's... um, I I just always remember... I, I can't remember the guy who who created it and wrote it, but I his name. But I remember him saying that he wanted to do um, a modern day slasher that, but that that combined his like three favorite things, which was murder mysteries in the style of like Broadchurch or Agatha Christie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and classic slash slasher films um, like Halloween and. Um, stylistic slasher films. Um, like it follows. Yeah, they said. I I, remember like, them I love all that. of those things too. Yeah, so it, it follows, follows was
0: like a huge influence, especially in the cinematography of the scenes with the executioner. Um,
1: which I really always remember that scene. I think it's with the husband's, because he's he's a reporter. Yeah. who leaves his job in New York to work to come to this like this podunk. podunk Yeah. Um, There's like his boss, like somehow arranges to interview the executioner in the silo. Yeah. Oh my God. That that sequence. And he's just circling around. She asks him questions. That scene is one really terrifying two brilliantly filmed and no, acted
0: i love that scene it takes place it's yeah. like the third or second to last episode
1: yeah and it's um, in like it's in the middle of the day yeah the, yeah excluded like meadow oh my god it's it's great it's it's amazing it's such a great sequence
0: um, and it kind of makes up for some of the like hokier parts of the show because like, it's like yeah. the executioner obviously wears like crazy costumes and wears a voice changer and you're like, okay. But like the presence of him in that scene is very, is very cool.
1: There's um, also a really, the other scene I also remember, I think it's from the very first episode where she goes to check on the, oh no, there's like, the it's kid. in the middle of the night, right? The kid on the, bike yes, the middle of the night and she's yeah. walking down the street yeah. and then he shows up behind her. Yeah. That's a good sequence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Visually and like cinem- cinemographically, like this show is like very, very solid. I mean, the story itself too is pretty good. I mean, it's obviously not original, but you know, that's the way these things go.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, like you said, there's some Silence of the Lambs there. There's some Seven there because uh-huh. the kill, he targets people based on the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Um, um, but Um. Uh, but even
0: with all that sort of derivativeness, it like comes across as like fairly original, um, especially yeah. like in the concept of having a slasher TV show that isn't being super self-aware, because it's like Scream, the TV show, its shtick was like, oh,
1: we're super self-aware because we're Scream and we're a horror TV show, and they um, have the, that the Noah character, really. yeah. It communicates all that.
0: So like, but with slasher, it's like, it's all taken very seriously. Like the point of this is to be like a murder mystery slasher, like story that you're watching unfold.
1: Yeah. And they want it to be an anthology. So the second season, um, which they started filming, I looked it up in on May 1st, um, which would be a new story. And if the first season is any indication, it should be pretty good.
0: Yeah. No. So that's always, if you have not watched it yet, be sure to check it out. I'm pretty sure you can watch it free online on Chillers.
1: It's it on was? Netflix. It was on Netflix because yeah. that's where I
0: watched it. Yeah, it was on Netflix. I think it's still there. I watched it um, as it aired. Um, no, but good stuff. If you're into a horror TV show, you want to get into a horror TV show, that's a great one because horror TV is basically dominated by Ryan Murphy. So find all the
1: things that aren't Ryan Murphy that you can. Ryan Murphy wishes he could make Slasher. Yeah. Yeah. He's no, probably never seen it, but even with, like that is the show he wants to make. Even with like the
0: derivative elements and being like, I've seen this before with Slasher, it's still a better story than like ninety percent of the seasons of American Horror Story. <laughs> yep. Um it's it's really like there's there's something to be said about the simplicity of it. And basically just saying small think, town,
1: slasher, go. I know. I think he really very much like he wishes the bloody face from season two could have been the executioner.
0: Yeah. He won. Yeah. No, like he it's, we could go and we have gone on several like long rants about how Ryan Murphy. That's right. When we've
1: already went on one rant about the ocean. so we won't
0: <laughs> How we're scared of the ocean. Um, Oh God. So uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's, I I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. That's
1: a, that's a good, that's a good one.
0: Um, in terms of, because I'm trying, I like to also read like books. Um, oh, you, oh yeah, just I you. I books. No, like the horror <laughs> books in the summer, like are a fun thing, right? Um, they are. I really Do you have like, one? I, have I really one. like Dracula in the summer for whatever reason. Like, really reading Dracula in the summer is like a big deal for me because it's oh, like wow. it's like a lead in to Halloween. Like, it's like I know yeah. Halloween's coming, so I'm gonna read Dracula. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. They don't give any indication
1: that it takes place in the summer, though, right?
0: No, and even if it did, it's, like, the mountains of Transylvania. So, like, even if it was summer, it's not summer. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You just like it's to just read as, it as yeah, a lead in. Yeah,
0: it's just this weird thing. I also love to read Stephen King books in the summer because
1: it's, like, you know, you've got the yeah. horror beach book. Me, who doesn't go to the beach, has my horror beach book ready to go. He has a lot of good ones that would be good for the summer. Salem's Lot is the first that comes yeah. to mind for yeah. me. Um The Stand is a good. I think I read that during. Yeah. The summer. That's I think a I good. Have
0: that. I know I have Sam's Lot. I think I might have The Stand. I just haven't picked it up yet.
1: The Stand is great. The Stand is like one of my top like ten favorite novels of all time. Nice. Yeah. I um, love
0: Star- I read Pen Pal over the summer last summer. Know, yeah, that's a good summer read. That's a good summer read. If you want to be and it's fast fucking and fucking horrified, it's a
1: good summer read. Yeah. Um. What's on my um, me? Um, I haven't... I, I'm i planning to read it this summer, actually, because I've been saving it, because I think it's going to be a good summer read. Mm-hmm. Um, the Troop by okay. Nick Cutter. Okay. Um, it's this novel about... Um, I believe the main character is a scout master Tim- who takes oh, yeah. a group of scouts into the Canadian wilderness for a camping trip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they tell ghost stories and have bonfires and stuff or whatever. And then unexpectedly there is an intruder into their mists, into their mists. and us. when uh-huh.
0: we're like, we, we count our friends. Yeah. When somebody knocks right? at the door and we're like, wait, one, two,
1: <laughs> and sets in motion, you know, these, these events that, um, like pit them against each other and the elements and the, you know, all the horrible evil things that could happen to you when the you're woods. camping. Yeah.
0: The woods I have. Included- it's supposed to be
1: really good. Stephen King highly recommended it. so Which is all the endorsement Craig needs. I know. Um, that's, that's right. <laughs> um, it's, he said it scared the hell out of him and he couldn't put it down. And if you, it's old school horror at its best, if you like that.
0: Um, one thing I read recently, wasn't, didn't read it during the summer, but it could be a really good summer read is My Best Friend's Exorcism.
1: Oh, yeah, I want to read
0: that. Um, which is a, a YA horror book um, about this girl and her best friend, obviously. Uh, these two girls, like, who are best friends, kind of like, somewhat outside loners in high school. Like, they have, like, a group of friends, but they're not, like, well known social kids, right they kind of just mm-hmm. have each other um and basically, what happens is is they skip school one day or something along these lines and they go out onto like the lake or the river with one of their friends who's got like a boat and they go exploring and the friend, the best friend, um disappears for a while into this cabin in the woods, and when she comes out she's not Whoa. the same something's something's mm. wrong um and it goes through like the school year and like the weird shit that she's doing and the weird way she's acting and these like fucked up phone calls that this girl is getting from her best friend as she's trying to figure out what the hell is going on um and it's interesting too because you get kind of a weird social dynamic because the our narrator the girl whose best friend is like going through the shit is like a kid who's on a scholarship to like a prep school. So, like, she's kind mm. of looked down upon because she's like the kid yeah. who's there on a scholarship. Like, and you're this, not one of us. And like, when she's trying to go for help to be like, my friend is acting weird, like something's not right, like, all the teachers are like, oh, like, you know. You're creating problems for us, and like, you know, we have all these, like, you know, well named students that are like complaining about the way you've been acting, and we just want you to know, like, and they basically like hold, you know, her scholarship status against her, and she's got family problems at home, and the aforementioned best friend has family problems. Like, there's a lot of layers to it, like, there's a lot of stuff about, like, the psychology of the teenage experience on top of like the supernatural stuff. Cause at first for a very long time, you're not convinced it's something supernatural. Like it might yeah. be just this girl's a teenager and going through some shit mentally um, until like things start to happen to a point where you're like, all right, this might be more than what I think it is, but it has a really good resolution. Um, and I like, it's like a really good solid independently published book.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, I I I want to read that. That is on my list. I want to read it soon. Um, I I f- discovered it because I I think it came up on Goodreads as a recommended novel to me because of a novel I read. I didn't read this during the summer, but I, it could be a good summer read. I, I would maybe save it for the fall. But it's um a head full of ghosts. I've heard of this. Yeah. Um. By uh, Paul Tremblay who has a new book that I also want to read this summer called um, The Disappearance at uh, Devil's Rock, which he said is inspired by this. Picnic at Hanging Rock. I was going to say, I've heard of
0: all of this.
1: Yes, I know, I know, I know. But um Head Full of Ghosts, which I did read, was very, very solid. Mm-hmm. It concerns... Um, it's basically told from the perspective of um, this woman who she's being she's being interviewed basically for the first time about her sister's exorcism. Mm Um, when she was a child, her older sister was, um, either possessed or was displaying signs of schizophrenia and which, yeah. And so there, you know, they go to the doctors, they go to this and stuff or whatever. And, um, Basically, this, this whole experience of what was happening to her sister was, was um, documented as it was turned into, like, a reality show, basically. Okay. Like, something you would watch on, like, TLC or something or whatever. or like a good, it, it was called, like, The Possession, I think, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's had this huge cult following over the year and stuff or whatever. So through flashback, we follow this main character as a child, as the show is being filmed, like, in their house. And stuff or whatever, and the things that happen with her sister, and it's really strong. It's a really great book, and just that that back and forth of what is this? Is it possession? Mm-hmm. Is there something supernatural going on here? And um, you know, it's re- he writes child he writes children in a way that very few people can. I think, um, at least he did in this this book. Like the main character yeah. is. Is written really, really well, um, and it could, it could be for a good summer read because it's pretty short, it's pretty fast, um, it doesn't take place during summer, if I remember correctly, it takes place in the fall, but still. But still, read the shit yeah. out of it. That's how I discovered the. I, I think like it was like, oh, you enjoyed this? Check out my best friend's exorcism kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I um. I remember it being, like, a staple on our horror section at the bookstore we worked for. Like, every time it got sold, we got a new one in and we would put it back up. And I was like, one day. Um, And somebody actually in my grad program, um, we had to make um, book trailers. um, And somebody did my best friend's exorcism and had, like, a really good book trailer (laughs) for it. Um, Nice. So just know that exists out there somewhere.
1: I'm doing a book trailer program at work in
0: the end I, like, was not good at mine because I could not get the technology to, like, work with me. Um, but, you know, one day, movie maker or something,
1: yeah. coming at you, book that's trailers, right.
0: 2017. Um, I am. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, do I have any? No, because Salem's Lot was the other big one. Um,
1: yeah, that's, that would be a good summer read.
0: Um, I feel like House some uh, or haunting of Hill House rather, is something that I like to read during the summer just because, like, oh yeah, I like the idea of um. I think it takes place during the summer. It does, and I like the idea of like a group of but people I've, going I've, to stay in like a haunted, like in, in a house over the summer because it's like the vacation mm, aspect. Yeah, um, and I can see that it's funny because I read the Halloween Tree over the summer, but it's obviously like you need to read that in October on in Halloween because it takes place on Halloween. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah, I think that's all I got for horror books, horror TV shows, horror movies.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good slew of recommendations to get.
0: You've got your whole summer. People
1: want something to do for the next three months. Yeah,
0: go for it. To
1: get you to Labor Day. Oh,
0: my God. Get us through this. uh... I feel like this summer is going to be an interesting one. I feel like it's shaping up to be an
1: interesting one. (laughs) I think it will. Um, just getting started, but it's going to be something. Yeah. We've got Twin Peaks. It's the summer of Twin Peaks. Twin that's for sure. Yes. Exciting stuff. Um, seriously,
0: if you guys are watching it, hit us up. Um, yeah. I guess we'll this is a good to time you. to plug the social media. Um, yeah. Email us at splatterchatter669 at gmail.com. Um, you can tweet us at splatterchatter666 minus all the vowels um just consonants in those words if that's too much just google splatter chatter we come up like the first or second person um splatterchatter.tumblr.com is our tumblr um it's been a little bit more active recently because i've been a little bit more active (laughs) recently um craig's blog is splatterchatter666.blogspot.com um and you can also find our personal twitters pretty much on the um splatter chat twitter because we retweet ourselves a lot because you
1: know yeah i also have our personal twitters linked on the blog yeah so there you go if you want um, which to, is, yeah. i know is how some of you found us because i've seen some of you follow
0: the, the the um podcast and then follow us individually or at least follow
1: me i don't know what craig's life is um <laughs> I, I i get a lot of emails of of certain people who have started to follow me that I can only assume is, is through yeah. the podcast.
0: So. Yeah. So you're out there. I Glad know Glad to have you there. guys. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep listening. Uh, we apologize for some of our rather larger than we intended hiatuses.
1: Yeah, um, we do. I know it's been kind of sporadic lately. Um, but hopefully the longer episodes make up also for it. We also promised ourselves and you that we were
0: going to have Colleen on an episode, um, and it did not happen because. That's right. It
1: did not happen. The
0: bed bugs, we had to stay at an Airbnb, and this Airbnb did not have Wi Fi.
1: Um, we so. we genuinely had plans to record over our yeah. weekend in Toronto, but, yeah. you know, fate had other plans.
0: Toronto. So, yeah. Um, but we're going to get to that hopefully sometime. I mean, we can literally just pull her on a Skype call, but it's just more fun. Just yeah. Near us physically. Or next month. Yeah. Yeah, Game of Thrones weekend. Begins. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's happening at some point in the next month. It's happening.
1: We promise. Yeah. Look out for that. I am probably going to twist Mel's arm and see if I can get her to agree to do a Jaws episode for the 4th of July. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she hates the ocean. Um, I'll talk about how much I hate the ocean. (laughs) You can talk about it more. This this is Um, why I don't go to the ocean, Craig. You guys love that tangent. You'll really love the Jaws episode. It's funny
0: because one year Craig (laughs) wanted to go to the beach for our birthday. And it didn't end up happening. But it was like, in hindsight, it was like, okay, because Craig loves the ocean.
1: Mel was probably like, you know, doing a victory dance. I was like,
0: I'll be in the beach house
1: the entire weekend. (laughs)
0: That's right.
1: (laughs) You'll be, you'll be, um... You'll be like one of those people who just like sits on the porch or whatever yeah. and just like drinks and I've just got like what's
0: I've got my Haymaker punch and I'm just like, hmm Top of the morning.
1: Yeah. hmm The um summer shandies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Literally. The like shitty sugar filled beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's right. Um
0: But yeah. Cool. And we do have we know what we're going to record. Um when we when when we get calling on here, we also like i have still continued to float the idea of having the the covenant be one of our booze and boos, even though we've both we seen
1: already it. recovered it. Or sorry, we already covered it.
0: Did we like cover it as a booze? Oh, we, we did. We well, like cover a, it
1: as a booze and booze.
0: We covered it as like a a thing. Covered it as a
1: thing. Though. I still think it's it's it would be an interesting. I'm very fine with putting that up as, like, a bonus episode.
0: It could be possible. If you want to see it, or hear it, rather, go for it. Um, <laughs> at this point, we've both seen it several times. It would have been hysterical if it was the first time I would, because I had a lot of things to say about it the first time I saw it. Oh, that. I know.
1: that We did, yeah, we missed an opportunity with um, your first time. Oh, my God. But, um.
0: Seeing that fucking movie. Um, but, yeah, these are the things in the pipeline, as they say. Um yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a boot
1: that. Um, yeah, yeah. So. thanks for listening, guys. Sorry again. It's so fucking long. Yeah, no, just, um, yeah. yeah re- remember all that contact stuff. Get in touch with us. Um, enjoy your summer. And um, we'll be back to you um, soon. Sooner sooner than before. Soon. Take that for what you Take think that for what you will. And in the meantime, remember to keep up the creep. And for now, we will say adios, au revoir, and gaspidanya.